0: for them to miss me yes i see the things that they wishing on me hope i got some brothers that outlive me they gon tell the story was different with me god's plan God's plan man, God's plan is the place to be because in his plan, in his will, you will find his presence and in his presence, you will find rest and peace for your souls. You will have such a weight lifted off your shoulder because you know you're in the arms of a loving father, a loving father who will guide you and direct you and equip you for his good, perfect and pleasing will. But too many times we want to live in our own will and control our own destinies and try to be our own gods and it causes anxiety worry, doubt, depression, resentment towards God, and eventually our own destruction. So stay tuned because in this episode I'm going to tell you guys why it's so important to align yourself with God's will and how to align yourself with God's will. Stay tuned. She say do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed my mom. I'm sorry. Welcome to the Believer's House. Your home to all things Christian living. Welcome back to The Believer's House, everyone, and thanks for joining me. I'm your host, John Bowen. As I said in my intro, God's plan is the place where you want to be, because in his plan you will find his presence, and in his presence you will find rest and peace for your souls. But too many times we want to be our own God and be in control of our own will, and that causes us to run into anxiety, worry, depression, doubt, resentment towards God, and eventually our own destruction. We are the ones who sow our own destruction, but God wants to save us from that. God wants to give us freedom from that through Christ, but we have to be the ones to accept that and give our lives to Christ and submit ourselves to Christ because Jesus wants us to learn from him and about his will and who he says we are. He wants us to give him our own wills and our burdens to him because in Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You see, Jesus, when he says, take my yoke upon you, he's really saying, submit to me, give everything to me because I want it. Allow me to work those out and allow me to direct you towards my will, because sometimes what you have planned for you is not as good as what I have planned for you. And God wants that for you. He wants you to follow in his ways because what he has is 20 times better than what we could ever have for ourselves. And he says, learn from me. And the only way we can learn from him is by receiving him and receiving his spirit. If we can't receive his spirit, then it's going to be hard to learn from Jesus. It's going to be like hearing the words of him, but not applying it to our lives or not even understanding. But he says, learn from me, because then we will begin to gain true wisdom. He says, I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. You see, Jesus wants us to learn from him and become more like him. And becoming gentle and humble in our hearts. You know, serving other people in the name of Christ instead of serving ourselves. Because most of the time when we're trying to live in our own will, we're trying to serve ourselves. But when we're living in the will of God, we're living in something that is a lot bigger than ourselves. And that is what Jesus wants. He wants the whole kingdom of god to come together in unity on earth and in heaven under him and he is the one that guides us and directs our ways towards that and i want to let you guys know you have to receive what god has for you you got to stop trying to resent god and trying to be in control of your your own life Stop trying to take control because you are not your own God. God wants to be our God. God wants to be in control because he knows what's best for us. He sees in the future and he knows our heart. But too many times we don't want to trust him because we don't want to go through the trials and the struggles that we may have to go through. But in the end, those are only meant to prepare us and equip us and humble us To be ready for what God has for us. But too many times we don't wanna go through that or we don't wanna step into the unknown. And so we get mad at God whenever we can't see anything and we're like, God, where are you leading me? God, what, what do you have planned for me? But sometimes God says, you know what? I want you right where you are right now. So just be patient. Be where your feet are. Live in today and not in tomorrow. You see, until you have peace with God, you can never have the peace of God. And until you have the peace of God, you can't bring forth the peace of God to the world. If you want true peace, you got to stop trying to live for yourself. you got to stop trying to live in your own will and make peace with God. Drop your anxieties, Drop your burdens. Give them to him. Drop your anger towards him. Because the only anger you have towards him is because you're angered at the truth about yourself. You see, you have to humble yourself like Jesus says. Humble yourself stop trying to think you're all high and mighty above God or you're perfect or you know that what you have is better than what God has because God ultimately wants the best for you but you have to want what God wants because in the end what we want for ourselves isn't the best for us and God knows that and so getting ourselves to surrender in God's plan is scary at first nobody ever said it's going to be easy because It is scary because you don't see what that next step is going to lead you to. God only shows you what your next step is. God is kind of like a GPS. When you're going right on the straight path, you're not going to hear his voice. But when the GPS says it's time to change direction, that's what God speaks in and says, hey, listen, it's time to take a step another way. It's time to take that next step. So follow me. I know you don't know where the whole destination is, but just follow in my next step and I'm going to take care of you. But when we try to take a step into our own direction, that's when we start going through things that cause us to have anxiety, depression, doubt, and just we make a mess out of everything. But you know what the beautiful thing is, is that Jesus was a carpenter. So he can take that mess that we made and when we come back to him, he's able to Uh, Put it together and put it into a wonderful and beautiful masterpiece. And so the main scripture I want to read from today is Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. And it says, praise be to God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight according to his good pleasure which he purposed in christ to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under christ in him we were also chosen having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will in order that we who were the first to put our hopes in christ might be the praise of his glory And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit, guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. You see, the first point I want to make is you were chosen by God through Christ before he ever created the world to be in his will. You see, when God created every single thing that would happen on earth. He seen you in his will, and he wanted you to be in his will. He predestined everything to happen. He predestined his plan, not only for you, but for the whole world, for all of humanity, which the main part of it is redemption. Redemption of us and freedom from sin. That's what God's predestined plan was. But too many times we wanna live out of that predestined plan and in our own sin rather than living in righteousness and goodness that God wants us to live in and allowing his transformational grace to come in us. So you may ask, what is his will for us? Well, his will is to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. That is the main thing. He wants things to be on earth as it is in heaven, as we know in the Lord's prayer. And so, His ultimate will for you is to be his child through Christ. As it says, we are adopted through some ship through Christ. So he wants us to be his child through the one he sent, who is his son in Christ. And he wants to redeem and save us from sin. He has reconciled or reconnected us with him through his grace. You see, sin, whenever sin entered the world, it damaged our relationship between us and God. It caused separation between us and God. And in the old Testament, there had to be made sacrifices in order to be uh, reconnected with God. But now God, in his wonderful grace, made that so easy on us now that we don't have to make sacrifices anymore, but he made the ultimate sacrifice of Christ to die on the cross, to die the the death that we deserve, to take on his wrath that we deserve. You see, Christ, the man who lived 33 perfect years, took the death that we deserve. And we can't even live 33 seconds of perfectness most of the time. But the perfect man took on the worst death there is, just for you and me to be able to be reconnected with God. Because God's grace is so amazing. God wants you to be in relationship and to spend eternity with him so much that he was willing to give his own son, his own perfect son, himself in the flesh, to die for you so that you can just be in connection, in relationship with him, so you can have that one-on-one personal relationship with God. But a lot of the times, we don't want that personal relationship with God because we want to be our own gods. We want to be in control of ourselves to make us feel prideful about ourselves. And that's the problem with the human heart. Even though things may look different in the Bible during that time as they do today, the hearts of us are still the same. We are so prideful. We want to be in control. And that's just the hard truth that nobody wants to face. But you know what? It is the truth. And the wonderful thing about it is we have salvation through Christ and through God's amazing grace. He can transform us to uh, purge us of that pride that we have in ourselves and help us enter into his glorious presence and live for something that is way bigger than ourselves and that can give us more fulfillment than we could ever give ourselves because Christ, God, is our fulfillment. He is our peace, he is our love. He is all the goodness and the amazing things that we've always longed for all of our lives that we've tried to give ourselves or that we've tried to get through other people, through social media, through partying, through sex, through drinking, whatever you try to find validation, through god is that validation god is that fulfillment that we try to feel in that void that we have in ourselves god is the thing that fills that not anything of this world so you have to get out of that way of trying to live in your own will because trying to provide for yourself is not going to work because god is our provider god is our jehovah jarrah which means the lord my provider he wants to be our provider you see humans we are dependent by nature When we come out the womb, we're looking for somebody who we can depend on to raise us up. But whenever we get older, we have this misconception that we're supposed to provide for ourselves. Yes, sometimes we have to provide for ourselves in the earthly sense of, you know, trying to get money, getting a job and all this and that. But God is ultimately the one who provides for us physically and most of all, spiritually. God is our provider. He wants us to depend on him. That's why he made us dependent by nature. If God didn't want us to depend on him, he would not be around today. He would not have sent Christ to die for us. But we are meant to depend on God. And so when we live in our will, we live in temporary things, things that will eventually pass away, things that are easily changed. And when we try to to find our identity in those things and they suddenly change, we're like, whoa, what's happening and we're able to easily fall because we're on a weak foundation. But when we have a foundation in Christ, whatever happens, Christ will never change. Christ is, God is the same today, yesterday, and every day. He will never change. And he is the strong foundation that we need to build our lives on because God is eternal. God's will is eternal because he has plans for us to grow in him and to bring others to him on earth. But his personal will for everyone is eternal life Through Christ and through those people who he has called, he wants us to bring unity of all the world together under him because he is our Lord. He is our king. He is our savior and he is worthy to be praised for all eternity. And so you may ask, how do I live in God's will? Well, it's simple. Just live in obedience to his word and to the spirit he puts inside of you when you surrender yourself to him. We are so blessed nowadays because we have the Bible. We have the word of God with us right in front of us. We have the Holy Spirit. You see, imagine if we were living in the times that the Bible was being written. We will have to depend on hearing a personal message from God or hearing a personal message from a prophet. But no, we have such easy access to it now, to God's word that he left for us. We can easily get it at a bookstore somewhere, at a Walmart, at a Target. We can even get it on our phones. We are so blessed to have God's word with us. But you see, we're too lazy most of the time. Or, you know, we think that the Bible is just a list of rules that try to hinder us from living a fun life. No, the Bible is the instruction book. The Bible is the book of life. It gives us freedom. It is the word of God. The word of God is freedom. Freedom from sin and into his loving grace. It helps See how amazing God is but until you get that resentment out of your heart You will never understand that and all you have to do is live in obedience to his word and to his spirit This holy spirit that he left for us and things will work itself out. He is going to work things out He is going to bless what is in his will He's not going to bless what isn't in his will and so sometimes whenever God doesn't give you what you want and you get mad at him instead of getting mad at him thank him because It really means that he has something better for you. That is his perfectness because his will is better than our will. And the second point is God works out everything in conformity or obedience to the purpose of his will. You see, no matter what happens, God works things out in accordance to his will. All things work together for the good of those who love God god so even if we do mess things up god is like you know what i knew this was gonna happen and since i'm a master carpenter i'm gonna take all of these pieces and i'm gonna build it together to a beautiful masterpiece of what i want from it of how i want it to live out my will and so i'm going to use those broken pieces and make it into a beautiful masterpiece i feel like there was a lot of symbolism whenever christ grew up and he was a carpenter before he became uh a pastor preaching to other people about the word of God. He was a carpenter. And I feel like there's a lot of symbolism in that because he is the carpenter of our lives. He is the carpenter of our spirits. He makes those into beautiful masterpieces. And like I said earlier, God doesn't bless what isn't in his will. He doesn't bless what's in our plans, but he only blesses his plans. If you want God to bless your plans, then you better align yourself with God's plans because he only blesses what's in his plans. And if you're in his will, then sometimes God will bless you with more than you ask for. And that's the beautiful thing about God's will. He blesses it. and He sometimes blesses it more than we could ever imagine. And so the third point is when we believed, we were granted the Holy Spirit who guides us towards God's will for us. You see, the Holy Spirit is our helper through life and it teaches us more about God and his will. The Holy Spirit is our intercessor. It basically translates, you know, what God is saying to us or helps us see the signs that God is giving us and giving us that wisdom to be able to tell that. And whenever we don't know what to pray to God, the Holy Spirit speaks for us to ask what is in God's will and us wanting God's will, but you have to first receive the Holy Spirit by giving your life and surrendering it to Christ. John 14:26, Jesus says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So we should be very blessed to have the Holy Spirit because if not, then we will be literally living life blindly. The same blindness that we had before we lived before before we gave our lives to Christ. But now we have this Holy Spirit to help us and guide us through life. God is literally just kind of giving us a cheat sheet to life with the Holy Spirit. And it helps us and it gives us all the answers that we're looking for, along with his word. You see, the Holy Spirit directs us into the direction of God's will because Romans eight twenty-six through 27 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Like I said, the Holy Spirit is our basically our bridge between us and God. He connects us and God together, and we should be thankful for that. You see, the Holy Spirit helps us see our identity in who Christ says we are. And Christ says we are loved. We are worthy of his love through his son, Jesus Christ. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you. Although you may mess up, I still love you. I'm still gracious for you. I still forgive you as long as you get up and continue to pick up your cross and follow me. And you see, this is given to us freely by the grace of God through our faith in Christ. We didn't earn it. We can never earn it. We don't deserve it, but God wants relationship with us so much that he even offers help for us when we believe in him. You see, I never found my true identity until I received the Holy Spirit. I was trying to find my identity in the things of this world and things that I thought would fill me, such as parties, sex, having a lot of partners at the same time, uh, drinking, smoking, all these different things of the world, I thought that my identity was in those. And so whenever I looked for fulfillment in those and found out that I was still empty, it damaged me even more. But then whenever I finally gave my life to Christ and received the Holy Spirit, I finally realized just how much I mean to God and knowing how much I mean to somebody, the creator of this universe, Think about it, the creator of this universe that created everything that you see, the beautifulness of this earth, the creator of this universe loves you and he wants you. Just think about that. No matter who rejects you, the creator of this universe wants you. The head honcho, the boss, he wants you so bad that he was willing to send his own son to die on the cross for you. You see, when we live in our own will, we are blinded to the Lord, and we put ourselves into the wilderness of the world, and our identity shifts with what the world says we are or what culture and society says we are. But when we live in God's will, the Holy Spirit frees us from those lies of our identity in the world, and we see our true identity in Christ, because Second Corinthians 3, 17 through 18 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the lord's glory we are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory which comes from the lord who is the spirit you see the holy spirit takes off the veil or the thing that blinds us and opens our eyes to the true identity we have in christ and to god's glory about how amazing he is but when we don't live in the spirit when we don't live in christ we are so blind to that and we think that god is you know this horrible being this horrible spirit That only wants us to live in his ways and wants to hinder us from having a good life. But really that Holy Spirit shows us that in him we have true freedom from sin. We don't have freedom to sin, but we have freedom from sin. You see that sin will not hold us down anymore. We will not rely on that sin anymore, but we rely on God now, the creator of Of everything who is stronger than any and everything that has existed and ever will exist we have freedom in Christ you see true freedom doesn't come from living in our own will like we think you're free to live your own life you see you're free and you can control your own life that's not true freedom independence is not true freedom because dependence on Christ is true freedom because you will not be dependent on the rest of the things in this world we don't realize how dependent we are We think we're independent of ourselves, but we're really dependent on something. If you're not dependent on Christ, then that means you're dependent on something which is in the world, something that is temporary. You may be dependent on alcohol, on drugs, on sex. You might be dependent on your job. You might be dependent on your friends, on your family. You're dependent on something in your life, whether you realize it or not. You're never truly independent. You're dependent on something. And my recommendation to you is you should be dependent on Christ because that's when you find true strength, true love, and true freedom. And so living in our own will and controlling our own lives doesn't bring freedom, but it comes from living in God's will. Because in Romans 6, 16 through 18, it says, Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which brings death, or to obedience, which brings righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. So ask yourself today, what am I gonna be a slave to? And I, am I going to be a slave to sin or am I going to be a slave to righteousness? Because either way, you're going to be dependent on something. And you got to ask yourself, am I dependent on sin or am I dependent on the one who conquered sin? You see, when we live on our own will, we will, we will live as slaves to sin because we are naturally full of sin. But when we live in God's will and obedience to God, we are slaves to righteousness because God is righteousness. And when we become dependent, when we grow older... From our dependence as children, we got to ask ourselves, what changed? Just because we may be able to provide physically doesn't mean we can provide spiritually. God designed us to be dependent by nature, as I've repeated over and over. And I want you guys to see that. That's why I'm repeating this, because I want you to know that we are dependent. Stop thinking that you're independent because you're not, because you're always going to be dependent on certain. On something and I will definitely highly recommend you be dependent on the one who can provide for you spiritually and physically and can give you the fullness and the fulfillment that you've always longed for you see when it comes to putting our faith in Christ and living in his will it requires us to deny ourselves our hearts and our flesh to follow Christ because Luke 9:23 says then he said to them all whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me You see, it's a daily battle for us because each day has its own battles and God has predestined his plan for us every single day of our lives. And we should focus on living in God's will today, then worry about tomorrow when it gets here. You see, Matthew 6, 34 says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That famous saying, be where your feet are. It is true. Be where your feet are because today has its own worries worry about today because you are in today if you're living anywhere other than the present whether it's the past or the future then you're not living in god's will because god's will is in the presence god's will is where you are right now and you see it's hard to be a planner if you're a person who likes to plan things because god is the ultimate planner because a lot of the time god's plans are different than our own plans when in relationship with god you have to learn to go with the flow not saying that it's horrible to plan but when you're trying to plan out your own life that can be toxic to you because a lot of the time life is going to throw you so many curveballs that it's not going to work out the way you planned, and then you're going to be freaking out so the best thing to do is learn how to go with the flow and just be obedient to what god has planned for each day and you see the world says follow your heart But the Bible says our hearts are naturally wicked, and that's why we can't even follow our own hearts. Because Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 says, You are taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. To be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. You see, Paul is saying right here, stop trying to live in the way that everybody says, which is follow your heart. Follow your dreams, it's never gonna give you full fulfillment. You see, God's heart and God's dream is where you find true fulfillment, wholeness that you've always been looking for. Because I've never met somebody who regretted living in God's will because whenever somebody lives in God's will, they finally see, oh my gosh, God is so amazing. I thought I wanted this, but really this gives me more fulfillment than I've ever had in my life. God gives me more fulfillment than I ever thought I could give myself. Like think about. It. Have you ever met a Christian who has regretted living their life for Christ? Oh, yep, I gave my life to Christ, you know. I have a life of eternity now. I have freedom. I'm loved. I'm I'm full of grace. I'm full of forgiveness. Yeah, it was the worst decision of my life. Have you ever met anybody like that? No? Alright, me either. So it's best to Stop listening to whenever people say, follow your heart, but instead follow the spirit, the spirit of God. You see, we can't trust ourselves because we can't see our own path, but God sees our path and he will make it clear to us when we lean on him. You see, another name for God is Jehovah El Roy, which is the God who sees me. You see, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. The only way you will ever have sight is in the path of God. And so God equips us with the things that are good to do with his will. Because Hebrew 13, 20 through 21 says, Now may the God of peace who brought you again, from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing to his sight, through Christ to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. You see, God equips us through the Holy Spirit who is given to us by Christ. He doesn't send us in there blindly or without the abilities you see god doesn't call the qualified he qualifies who he has called as it says here in uh hebrews 13 20 and 21 it says he equips you with everything good that you may do his will he is working in us every single day to do what is pleasing in his sight and you see he only does it when we give our lives to him and our lives ourselves with his will, and with his presence. But if we're living outside of his will, if we're resenting him, then he's going to be like, okay, go ahead. I mean, if you if you don't want to, then that's your choice because he gives us that free will to decide that. But if you want what's best for you, then it's best to go ahead and follow God so he can work in you and he can equip you. And not saying that it's going to be easy because you're going to Go through things that are hard for you, but it's just like conditioning if you were ever an athlete. It sucks, but in the end, it's good for you because it gives you strength, and it grows you and prepares you for that battle, for the games, and it's the same way with God. So you may ask, how do I align myself with God? It's really simple. Spend time with Him in prayer, in the Word, in worship, and just listen to Him, and He will make all things from Him clear to you through the Holy Spirit. All it takes is just spending time with him. A lot of the time, we're all asking, God, where are you? Why can't I hear your voice? Well, it's one of two things. Either you stepped outside of his will, outside of his plan, or you're listening to too many other things other than God. Because the world has so many voices, and along with the voices inside of our heads, along with God's voice, and it's so hard to hear because most of the time, God is so close to us, it's a gentle whisper because God is a gentleman. But whenever you spend time with God, you're able to hear his voice. So think of it like this. Say you're in a crowd full of people and then your parent calls your name. You're able to distinctly pick out your parents' voice out of that crowd because you spent so much time with your parent, so you know their voice. And it's the same thing with God. You have to spend time with God. The more time you spend with God, the more wisdom and discernment you're going to have to be able to hear his voice and know which is his voice and which isn't. And that only comes through the Holy Spirit and spending time with God and receiving that. See, you have to decide to want him and his will first. Because one of my favorite quotes that Pastor Mark Driscoll said there needs to be a change in the want to before there's a change in the how to. If you want to learn how to, you got to want to first. Because if you're trying to learn how to and you're not wanting to, then it's just not going to work out. You're going to be so blind and so deaf to it that you're not even gonna be paying attention to it. But whenever you actually want to then, you actually wanna learn, then it's gonna come so much easier then because you're open to what God has to say and where God is leading you. And so Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So the main thing is seek first the kingdom of God. And then through that whole process, he's going to equip you and guide your path, but you have to first seek his kingdom. So I wanna leave you with three questions before I sign off today. The first question is, am I really trusting in God's will or am I just wanting God to accommodate to our will? You see, we get this misconception that God is just basically our personal little genie that just grants our prayers and and our wishes anytime we ask him when we give our lives to him. And that is not the case. God blesses what is in his will. And when we, when we pray for what is in his will, he will bless it. And so you have to ask yourself, am I thinking that God is just going to accommodate to me? Or am I going to accommodate to God? And really the way it should be is you should be accommodating to God's will, not the other way around, because that's not going to happen. The second question is, what's holding me back from surrendering my whole life to God's will? Is it fear? Fear of rejection? the fear of the unknown, what's holding you back? Because all you got to do is just walk out that prison cell and into freedom. But there's something that's holding you back from taking that step out of there. And you got to ask yourself that I can't answer it for you, but only you can answer it for yourself. And then the last question is, am I seeking the world first or am I seeking God first? You see, if you're seeking the world first, it's going to be hard for you to see God. But whenever you seek first his kingdom, all of these things will be given to you and they will be made plain in sight. And so I want to thank you guys for listening today and ask yourself those three questions and decide for yourself today. Do I want to receive Christ and live in God's will for my life, which is the best? Or am I just going to continue to live in my own will, to live in my own sin? and continue to live in a weak foundation rather than the strong and firm foundation, which is Christ. So I want to thank you guys for listening today and have a blessed week. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to subscribe to my channel. I'll be uploading content on here every weekend. Also, follow my Instagram at jbsmooth3.0 and my TikTok at jbsmooth32 there you can let me know any topics you would like to hear about and finally share this with a friend you may never know if they need to hear this hope to see you next episode and god bless